Today's audio devotional was made possible thanks to the generous efforts and support of Belfield Presbyterian Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You can find this podcast and many others like it at devocast.com. Thanks for listening. Heidelberg Catechism. Question 125. What does the fourth petition mean? Give us this day our daily bread means do take care of all our physical needs so that we come to know that you are the only source of everything good and that neither our work or worry nor your gifts can do us any good without your blessing. And so help us to give up our trust in creatures and trust in you alone. The lesson is from the book of Ezekiel. Chapter 40. In the 25th year of our exile, at the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year after the city was struck down, on that very day the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me to the city. In visions of God he brought me into the land of Israel and set me down on a very high mountain, on which was a structure like a city to the south. When he brought me there, behold, there was a man whose appearance was like bronze, with a linen cord and a measuring reed in his hand. And he was standing in the gateway, and the man said to me, Son of man, look with your eyes, and hear with your ears, and set your heart upon all that I shall show you. We were brought here in order that I might show it to you. Declare all that you see to the house of Israel. And behold, there was a wall all around the outside of the temple area, and the length of the measuring reed in the man's hand was six long cubits, each being a cubit and a handbreadth in length. So he measured the thickness of the wall, one reed, and the height, one reed. Then he went into the gateway facing east, going up its steps, and measured the threshold of the gate, one reed deep, and the side rooms, one reed long, and one reed broad, and the space between the side rooms, five cubits, and the threshold of the gate by the vestibule of the gate at the inner end, one reed. Then he measured the vestibule of the gateway on the inside, one reed. Then he measured the vestibule of the gateway, eight cubits, and its jams, two cubits, and the vestibule of the gate was at the inner end. There were three side rooms on either side of the east gate. The three were the same size, and the jams on either side were of the same size. Then he measured the width of the opening of the gateway, 10 cubits, length of the gateway, 13 cubits. There was a barrier before the side rooms, one cubit on either side, and the side rooms were six cubits on either side. Then he measured the gate from the ceiling of the one side room to the ceiling of the other, a breadth of 25 cubits. The openings faced each other. He measured also the vestibule, 20 cubits, and around the vestibule of the gateway was the court. From the front of the gate at the entrance to the front of the inner vestibule of the gate was 50 cubits. And the gateway had windows all around, narrowing inwards toward the inside rooms and toward their jams. And likewise, the vestibule had windows all around inside, and on the jams were palm trees. Then he brought me into the outer court, and behold, there were chambers and a pavement all around the court. Thirty chambers faced the pavement, and the pavement ran along the side of the gates, corresponding to the length of the gates. This was the lower pavement. Then he measured the distance from the inner front of the lower gate to the outer front of the inner court, a hundred cubits on the east side and on the north side. As for the gate that faced toward the north, belonging to the outer court, he measured its length and its breadth. Its side rooms three on either side, and its jams and its vestibule were of the same size as those of the first gate. Its length was 50 cubits and its breadth 25 cubits, and its windows, its vestibule, and its palm trees were of the same size as those of the gate that faced toward the east. And by seven steps, people would go up to it and find its vestibule before them. And opposite the, opposite the gate on the north, as on the east, was a gate to the inner court. And he measured from gate to gate a hundred cubits. And he led me toward the south. And behold, there was a gate on the south. And he measured its jams and its vestibule. They had the same size as the others. 
Both it and its vestibule had windows all around, like the windows of the others. Its length was 50 cubits and its breadth 25 cubits. There were seven steps leading up to it, and its vestibule was before them, and it had palm trees on its jams, one on either side. And there was a gate on the south of the inner court, and he measured from gate to gate toward the south 100 cubits. Then he brought me to the inner court through the south gate, and he measured the south gate. It was of the same size as the others. Its side rooms, its jams, and its vestibule were the same size as the others, and both it and its vestibule had windows all around it. Its length was, 20, was 50 cubits, and its breadth 25 cubits. And there were vestibules all around, 25 cubits long and 5 cubits broad. Its vestibule faced the outer court, and palm trees were on its jams, and its stairway had eight steps. Then he brought me to the inner court on the east side, and he measured the gate. It was of the same size as the others. Its side rooms, its jams, and its vestibule were all of the same size as the others, and both it and its vestibule had windows all around. Its length was 50 cubits and its breadth 25 cubits. Its vestibule faced the outer court, and it had palm trees on its jams on either side, and its stairway had eight steps. Then he brought me to the north gate, and he measured it, had the same size as the others. Its side rooms, its jams, and its vestibule were of the same size as the others, and it had windows all around its length was 50 cubits and its breadth 25 cubits. Its vestibule faced the outer court and had palm trees on its jams on either side and its stairway had eight steps. There was a chamber with its door in the vestibule of the gate where the burnt offerings was to be washed. And in the vestibule of the gate were two tables on either side on which the burnt offering and the sin offering and the guilt offering were to be slaughtered. And off to the side on the outside, as one goes up to the entrance of the north gate, were two tables. And off to the other side of the vestibule of the other gate were two tables. Four tables were on either side of the gate, eight tables on which to slaughter. There were four tables of hewn stone for the burnt offering, a cubit and a half long, and a cubit and a half broad, and one cubit high, on which the instruments were to be laid, with which the burnt offerings and the sacrifices were slaughtered. And hooks, a handbreadth long, were fastened all around within and on the tables the flesh of the offering was to be laid. On the outside of the inner gateway, there were two chambers in the inner court, one at the side of the north gate facing south, the other at the side of the south gate facing north. And he said to me, This chamber that faces south is for the priests who have charge of the temple, and the chamber that faces north is for the priests who have charge of the altar. These are the sons of Zadok, who alone among the sons of Levi may come near the Lord to minister to him. And he measured the court a hundred cubits long and a hundred cubits broad a square, and the altar was in front of the temple. Then he brought me to the vestibule of the temple and measured the jams of the vestibule, five cubits on either side. And the breadth of the gate was fourteen cubits, and the sidewalls of the gate were three cubits on either side. The length of the vestibule was twenty cubits, and the breadth twelve cubits, and people would go up to it by ten steps. There were pillars beside the jams, one on either side. Chapter 41. Then he brought me to the nave and measured the jams. On each side six cubits was the breadth of the jams, and the breadth of the entrance was ten cubits, and the side walls of the entrance were five cubits on each, either side. And he measured the length of the nave forty cubits, and its breadth twenty cubits. Then he went to the inner room and measured the jams of the entrance two cubits, and the entrance six cubits, and the side walls on either side of the entrance seven cubits. And he measured the length of the room, 20 cubits, and its breadth, 20 cubits, across the nave. And he said to me, This is the most holy place. Then he measured the wall of the temple, 6 cubits thick, and the breadth of the side chambers, 4 cubits, all around the temple. And the side chambers were in three stories, one over another, 30 in each story. 
There are offsets all around the wall of the temple to serve as supports for the side chambers so that they should not be supported by the wall of the temple. And it became broader as it wound upward so this, so to the side chambers because the temple was enclosed upward all around the temple. Thus the temple had a broad area upward and so one went up from the lower story to the top story through the middle story. I also saw the temple had a raised platform all around. The foundations of the side chambers measured a full reed of six long cubits. The thickness of the outer wall of the side chambers was five cubits. The free space between the side chambers of the temple and the other chambers was a breadth of 20 cubits all around the temple on either side. And the doors of the side chambers opened on the free space, one door toward the north, another door toward the south. And the breadth of the free space was five cubits all around. The building that was facing the separate yard on the west side was 70 cubits broad, and the wall of the building was five cubits thick all around, and its length 90 cubits. Then he measured the temple, a hundred cubits long, and the yard and the building with its walls, a hundred cubits long. Also the breadth of the east front of the temple and the yard, a hundred cubits. Then he measured the length of the building facing the yard that was at the back of it and its galleries on either side, a hundred cubits. The inside of the nave and the vestibules of the court, the thresholds and the narrow windows, and the galleries all around the three of them, opposite the threshold, were paneled with wood all around, from the floor up to the windows, now the windows were covered, to the space above the door, even to the inner room and on the outside. And on all the walls, all around, inside and outside, was a measured pattern. It was carved of cherubim and palm trees, a palm tree between cherub and cherub. Every cherub had two faces, a human face toward the palm tree on the one side and the face of a young lion toward the palm tree on the other side. They were carved on the whole temple all around. From the floor to above the door, cherubim and palm trees were carved, similarly the wall of the nave. The doorposts of the nave were squared, and in front of the holy place was something resembling an altar of wood, three cubits high, two cubits long, and two cubits broad. Its corners, its base, and its walls were of the wood. He said to me, This is the table that is before the Lord. The nave and the holy place had each a double door. The double doors had two leaves apiece, two swinging leaves for each door. And on the doors of the nave were carved cherubim and palm trees, such as were carved on the walls. There was a canopy of firewood in front of the vestibule outside. There were narrow windows and palm trees on either side, on the side walls of the vestibule, the side chambers of the temple, and the canopies. Chapter 42 Then he led me out into the outer court, toward the north, and he brought to me to the chambers that were opposite the separate yard, and opposite the building on the north. The length of the building whose door faced north was a hundred cubits, and the breadth fifty cubits, facing the twenty cubits that belonged to the inner court, and facing the pavement that belonged to the outer court, was gallery against gallery in three stories. Before the chambers was a passage inward, ten cubits wide and a hundred cubits long, and their doors were on the north. Now the upper chambers were narrower, for the galleries took more away from them than from the lower and middle chambers of the building, for they were in three stories, and they had no pillars like the pillars of the courts. Thus the upper chambers were set back from the ground more than the lower and the middle ones, and there was a wall outside, parallel to the chambers, toward the outer court opposite the chambers, fifty cubits long. For the chambers on the outer court were fifty cubits long, while those opposite the nave were a hundred cubits long. Below those chambers was an entrance on the east side, as one enters them from the outer court. In the thickness of the wall of the court on the south also, opposite the yard and opposite the building, there were chambers with a passage in front of them. 
They were similar to the chambers on, on the north, of the same length and breadth, with the same exits and arrangements and doors, as were the entrances of the chambers on the south. There was an entrance at the beginning of the passage, the passage before the corresponding wall on the east, as one enters them. Then he said to me, The north chambers and the south chambers opposite, the yard, are the holy chambers, where the priests who approach the Lord shall eat the most holy offerings. There they shall put the most holy offerings, the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering, for the place is holy. When the priests enter the holy place, they shall not go out in, into the outer court without laying there the garments in which they minister, for these are holy. They shall put on other garments before they go near to that which is for the people. Now when he had finished measuring the interior of the temple area, he led me out by the gate that faced east, and measured the temple area all around. He measured the east side with the measuring reed, five hundred cubits by the measuring reed, all around. He measured the north side, five hundred cubits by the measuring reed all around. He measured the south side, five hundred cubits by the measuring reed. Then he turned to the west side and measured, five hundred cubits by the measuring reed. He measured it on the four sides. It had a wall around it, five hundred cubits long and five hundred cubits broad, to make a separation between the holy and the common. Chapter 43 then he led me to the gate, the gate facing east, and behold, the glory of the God of Israel was coming from the east, and the sound of his coming was like the sound of many waters, and the earth shone with his glory. And the vision I saw was just like the vision that I had seen when he came to destroy the city, and just like the vision that I had seen by the Chibar Canal. And I fell on my face, and the glory of the Lord entered the temple by the gate facing east. The Spirit lifted me up and brought me into the inner court, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple. While the man was standing beside me, I heard one speaking to me out of the temple, and he said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place of the soles of my feet, where I will dwell in the midst of the people of Israel forever. And the house of Israel shall no more defile my holy name, neither they nor their kings, by their whoring and by the dead bodies of their kings at their high places, by setting their threshold by my threshold, and their doorposts beside my doorposts, with only a wall between me and them. They have defiled my holy name by their abominations that they have committed, so I have consumed them in my anger. Now let me put away their whoring and the dead bodies of their kings far from me, and I will dwell in their midst forever. As for you, son of man, describe to the house of Israel the temple, that they may be ashamed of their iniquities, and they shall measure the plan. And if they are ashamed of all they had done, Make known to them the design of the temple, its arrangement, its exits, and its entrances, that is, its whole design, and make known to them as well all its statutes and its whole design and all its laws, and write it down in their sight, so that they may observe all its laws and all its statutes and carry them out. This is the law of the temple. The whole territory on the top of the mountain all around shall be most holy. Behold, this is the law of the temple." These are the measurements of the altar by cubits, the cubit being a cubit and a handbreadth. Its base shall be one cubit high and one cubit broad, with a rim of one span around its edge. And this shall be the height of the altar, from the base on the ground to the lower edge two cubits, with a breadth of one cubit, and from the smaller ledge to the larger ledge four cubits, with a breadth of one cubit. And the altar hearth four cubits, and the from the altar hearth projecting upward four horns, the altar hearth shall be square, twelve cubits long by twelve broad, the ledge also shall be square, fourteen cubits long by fourteen broad, with a rim around it half a cubit broad, and its base one cubit all around, the steps of the altar shall face east.
And he said to me, Son of man, thus says the Lord God, These are the ordinances for the altar, on the day when it is erected, for offering burnt offerings upon it, and for throwing blood against it, you shall give to the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok, who draw near to me to minister to me, declares the Lord God, a bull from the herd for a sin offering, and you shall take some of its blood and put it on the four horns of the altar, and on the four corners of the ledge and upon the rim all around. Thus you shall purify the altar and make atonement for it. You shall also take the bull of the sin offering, and it shall be burned in the appointed place belonging to the temple, outside the sacred area. And on the second day you shall offer a male goat without blemish for a sin offering, and the altar shall be purified, as it was purified with the bull. When you have finished purifying it, you shall offer a bull from the herd without blemish, and a ram from the flock without blemish. You shall present them before the Lord, and the priests shall sprinkle salt on them and offer them up as a burnt offering to the Lord. For seven days you shall provide daily a male goat for a sin offering also, and a bull from the herd and a ram from the flock without blemish shall be provided. Seven days shall they make atonement for the altar and cleanse it, and so consecrate it. And when they have completed these days, then from the eighth day onward the priests shall offer on the altar your burnt offerings and your peace offerings, and I will accept you, declares the Lord. Chapter 44 Then he brought me back to the outer gate of the sanctuary, which faces east, and it was shut. And the Lord said to me, This gate shall remain shut, it shall not be opened, and no one shall enter by it, for the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered by it. Therefore it shall remain shut. Only the prince may sit in it to eat bread before the Lord. He shall enter by way of the vestibule of the gate, and shall go out by the same way. Then he brought me by way of the north gate to the front of the temple, and I looked, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord, and I fell on my face, and the Lord said to me, Son of man, mark well, see with your eyes and hear with your ears all that I shall tell you concerning all the statutes of the temple of the Lord and all its laws, and mark well the entrance to the temple and all the exits from the sanctuary, and say to the rebellious house, to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, O house of Israel, enough of all your abominations, in admitting foreigners uncircumcised in heart and flesh to be in my sanctuary, profaning my temple, when you offer to me my food, the fat, and the blood. You have broken my covenant, in addition to all your abominations, and you have not kept charge of my holy things, but you have set others to keep my charge for you in my sanctuary. Thus says the Lord God, No foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, of all the foreigners who are among the people of Israel, shall enter my sanctuary. But the Levites who went far from me, going astray from me after their idols, when Israel went astray, shall bear their punishment. They shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having oversight at the gate of the temple and ministering in the temple. They shall slaughter the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people, and they shall stand before the people to minister to them. Because they ministered to them before their idols, and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel. Therefore I have sworn concerning them, declares the Lord God, and they shall bear their punishment. They shall not come near to me, to serve me as priest, nor come near any of my holy things, and the things that are most holy, but they shall bear their shame and the abominations that they have committed. Yet I will appoint them to keep charge of the temple, to do all its service, and all that is to be done in it. But the Levitical priests, the sons of Zadok, who kept the charge of my sanctuary when the people of Israel went astray from me, shall come near to me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall approach my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. 
When they enter the gates of the inner court, they shall wear linen garments. They shall have nothing of wool on them. While they minister at the gates of the inner court and within, they shall have linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waists. They shall not bind themselves with anything that causes sweat. And when they go out into the outer court of the people, they shall put off the garments in which they have been ministering and lay them in the holy chambers. And they shall put on other garments, lest they transmit holiness to the people with their garments. They shall not marry a widow or a divorced woman, but only virgins of the offspring of the house of Israel, or a widow who is the widow of a priest. They shall teach my people the difference between the holy and the common, and show them how to distinguish between the unclean and clean. In a dispute they shall act as judges, and they shall judge it according to my judgments. They shall keep my laws and my statutes and all my appointed feasts, and they shall keep my Sabbaths holy. They shall not defile themselves by going near to a dead person, However, for father or mother, for son or daughter, for brother or unmarried sister, they may defile themselves. After he has become clean, they shall count seven days for him. And on the day that he goes into the holy place, into the inner court, to minister in the holy place, he shall offer his sin offering, declares the Lord God. This shall be their inheritance. I am their inheritance, and you shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering. And every devoted thing in Israel shall be theirs, and the first of all the first fruits of all kinds, and every offering of all kinds from all your offerings shall belong to the priests. You shall also give to the priests the first of your dough, that a blessing may rest on your house. The priests shall not eat of anything, whether bird or beast, that has died of itself, or is torn by wild animals. Meditate and dwell on what you are paying attention to in God's word. How has it connected with your heart or mind? Pray to God freely about what has moved you today. Turn your thoughts to Him and enjoy His presence. We offer the following as prayer topic suggestions. For Bible Translators For the Church to work for the common good and benefit of everyone. Thank you for listening to DevoCast.